0: This is the Royal Elephant Podcast for the 28th of April, and here is my not-yet-deleted, still-backed-up-on-tape-somewhere co-host, Jon. Hello, Jon.
1: You can't back me up on, on, on tape, because there's been people, uh, pro, primarily Star Trek people, looking at how you can do the teleportation thing, and you would need more data than there are atoms in the universe to serialize a single human being, I've been told and I'm complex no
0: no I've I've worked out actually that <laughs> just a, an old tatty C90 tape with uh, with 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 Dolby noise um, enabled that that'll do it for you
1: uh, not even a floppy
0: I've, no not even a floppy not even a floppy
1: are you calling me shallow sir well okay this is (laughs) going to be a episode (laughs) driven directed edited produced by mr dave (laughs) i'm just gonna Uh, lay back and enjoy the thing
0: (laughs) yeah what a dumpster fire that would be (laughs) anyway speaking of dumpster fires hey see that smooth segue um what would happen if someone went and deleted all of your
1: emails um, I wouldn't be too happy about that. And actually, I'm doing my utmost to avoid all that by uh, being quite contrary to what you might think. I pretty much serve everything myself. I've got my own mail server, got my own file server, have got my own data storages here locally in my own house, which is more of a hobby and I love doing. But it also avoids the problem that this article from, in this case, The, the Guardian, we're we using The Guardian today, from Arwa maha Pachtawi, excuse me, for deleting, for uh, butchering that. It's a, it's called Yahoo deleted all my emails, and there's nothing I can do about it. And we're not going to go to the, 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 uh, the article itself. You can look it up, links in the show notes. But basically, when I read this, it was more of a crap. Yeah, I mean, we're putting so much stuff on SaaS services in the clouds and things like that, and stuff gets deleted. And in this case, the article isn't actually blaming Yahoo that much. It was simply a case of I'll have had this email account from the nineteen nineties. I haven't even logged in on the thing in the last twenty years. They decided to kind of clean up the junk. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Well, regardless, the stuff is gone.
0: Yeah, and it, it's it is the case that you you know if you get these services for free, there is a certain element of um, you, know, the, you don't get total control over these things you, you know nobody I'm pretty much guessing uh, ever read or continued to read the uh, changes of terms and conditions that would have highlighted this uh, this ability that uh, this particular service provider had but all of the service providers have you know the the ability to purge old data for accounts that they believe are you know dead or long term dormant and people often forget that they'd used ser- you know some long dead email address to sign up to some service that they still carry on very effectively using uh, and it's it's only until the point where they decide that they need to change their password or whatever and uh, they 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 hit the uh, notify me of my new password or you know begin password change exercise or whatever it is and the email goes to that long lost uh, email address, and then all of a sudden, oh yeah, that's interesting. How on earth am I supposed to change it now? And again, many of many of these services are also moving more and more to automated um, systems, so it becomes increasingly difficult for you to actually go and speak to a human being to explain and. You know, explain what's happened and plead for things. if you've ever tried to actually directly contact you know a human being at Google because something that <laughs> uh, that you're seeing has gone wrong and you can't get around that particular concern, you'll know what I'm talking about. It is nearly impossible yeah. to actually reach a a human at Google as a a mere mortal um, consuming one of their services.
1: Yeah, and there's actually also, uh, you mentioned Google now, which is a U.S. entity, of course, and there's a big difference still across the pond, because in Europe, if, uh, no, or don't, uh, if you have a website up, every page on your website must have a contact address. Now, this can just be a snail mail address, so it's not always as useful as it should be, but this is something in Europe at least gives you a, 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 a glimmer of hope to be able to reach and talk to a human person. But that's a, a European-only thing, as far as I know. In the U.S., that's definitely not the case. And as you say, things like Google, uh, the Microsoft, uh, I guess Facebook and all the rest, they do their utmost to make sure to, let's say, to discourage uh, social, uh, or let's let's take it positively, to encourage social distancing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it is just one of those, it's one of those things that, it is blindingly obvious when you think about it that if you don't log into a system or service for a long period of time, it is very likely that your account will be purged. And, you know, if that's a uh, let's think about something that uh, I probably haven't logged into for a long time. If it's a DVD ordering store, for example, that's probably not a major concern. Um, You know, you can, if you decide that uh, all of a sudden you want to go retro and order DVDs from a Uh, a service that you hadn't uh, used for quite some time no big deal to recreate your new account you probably don't care that your uh, purchase history from you know 10 plus years ago is is gone and gone forever Um, maybe you've got a backup in your email but not if that's been deleted Um, but beyond that that's where things get you know kind of interesting where's the where is the line for what is a an acceptable amount of time to leave uh, an account dormant before you know something that like this cleanup event can uh, can take place you know there is no standard there is no um, sort of mandatory um, you know set of information there I know in fact my my parents were um, contacted me a couple of weeks ago they they you know, one of their, um, Samsung accounts that, you know, they haven't had a Samsung device for quite some time and it was notifying them that it's going to delete all of their data as they haven't used it in, hmm. I think it was, I think it actually was two years. And, uh, you know, I, I let them know, yes, that's, that's no problem. You don't, don't worry about it. Just let them delete it and, and get on with it. But you know, they're in the position where they've been using the same email, email address for a very, very long time. So they, you know that that all came through fine and worked as expected but in this environment where you know new i mean email is one of those staples that many people will keep that sort of email address for a long time but there are many other methods of contacting that, that people kind of flit around and services that rise and fall and you know you can point at twitter and facebook and all the other many methods of, of communication and social communication that people use but it's, yeah, it's kind of I don't know what the right answer is here apart from just be very aware of, uh, of the services that you you may have relied on through your digital life and uh, you know maybe, maybe if nothing else this is a call to uh, just go and try and log into that account that you haven't used for a while <laughs> maybe you should uh, just go and check and see if there's any, uh, anything in there that's useful Lots of people have or leave old accounts laying around that they use for just catching spam, mm-hmm. but uh, and, and you know go and go and check up on them on an irregular basis, which is probably good enough. But you know go go and check those variety of old accounts that you you used back in the uh, uh, '90s and early 2000s. Uh, maybe there's uh, maybe there's something there. And if there isn't, maybe now is a good time to close it down on your own terms rather than have it uh, done for you. Yeah, clean up after yourself.
1: <laughs> now, it does get more complicated, of course, when you go to paid services because things like email, those Yahoo accounts, I mean, you make those for free and all of the burden is on them to serve that up to you. You're not paying for it, okay? You're you're being advertisement, data bullied. I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah, it's still you've uh, decided to use something that was free and they stopped uh, doing it. That's okay. But recently, in the last, uh, I'd say decade by now, the whole thing uh, of shifting from ownership to having a right to use something, which has some very nebulous gray zone legislation happening at that point and will have to get figured out at some point, does cause material loss to people when those accounts are uh, closed down. I mean, there's one example in the article, and uh, I'm not going to say the company name, but it's an e-book store that closed up a little while ago. Look it up on the internet, you'll find who it is. And that meant that all the books that you, quote, quote, purchased on that e-book store were no longer available to you. If there was DRM attached to it, and I'm pretty sure there was, even if you had them uh, downloaded locally on your ebook readers or whatever, you were no longer able to read or consume those books anymore. And that was totally fine because when you bought, quote, quote, those books on the ebook store, you never bought the actual book. You bought the right to use the service to read that book for as long as that service is running. And of course, in those cases, that could actually be quite... Uh, I mean, ebooks, okay, they're books, you can survive uh, losing a couple of books, I guess, but it's valid for more and more. They also give an example of a music sp- uh, speaker, piece of hardware, basically, that be- that was almost uh, became unusable because there was no more firmware support for the things and they we're going to close the services down. There's been multiple examples of services, SaaS services... Behind hardware, behind devices, no longer being updated or closing down, leading to that device becoming totally yeah, well, a paperweight basically.
0: Yeah, and in fact, there was um, relatively popular um, service for those of those of you that um, still buy physical media. Um, I count myself as as one of those people. Um, There was a a service where you could, you know, if you bought your latest uh, blockbuster films on Blu-ray, you would get a digital copy of that that you could stream from, you know, a service and, uh, you know, redeem that free digital copy and use it any way you like. And actually, it was... I mean, the DRM was a little bit shonky, but mm-hmm. uh, like like most DRM services, but it was actually a really good service because yep. you could watch it anywhere you liked. Um, you know, great for people that you know were travelling or anything like that. And it was it was it was a a solid sort of um, you know value add to people buying physical media still because you get the the utmost peak of. You know perfection with the physical media, but if you're somewhere else, you can still stream it and still get you know a, a ser- perfectly serviceable experience, all completely legal. Now, as what has happened with some of these services, so some of these services have just closed down, shut up shop. You know the the world has changed since those you know, those things happened, and people are realizing, just same as your example with the eBooks, but but what happens to my digital copy? Well, it's gone. Like that's it. The service is gone, so therefore, so is your uh, you know, so is your access to it. And in other cases, the service is staying up for the time being. But if you hadn't redeemed your code by a certain period mm-hmm. of time, you can no longer redeem your code. So even though the service is still up, and people that had already redeemed their codes um can at least for the time being still stream them um you can't you know go back and redeem any of your codes now if you hadn't already done it so it's you know this is a i think a huge area that we're only really starting to explore as you know the the rise and fall of various services people are starting to realize um the the whole nature of things you know these accounts these services being relatively ephemeral as they rise and fall, so does your access to them, and it's not like the world of physical media, where you know once you once you bought something, you have it forever, yeah, at least until your method of playing back that particular <laughs> media is uh, is is dead and defunct, um, you know, laser disc spinners and things like that. But at least you have the ability to maybe take that data and back it up to another service, whether that's legal or not is another question entirely. But the the whole idea of you know you owning content in some way shape or form or owning rights to a service is uh, is is very much in evolution very much uh, changing in people's minds i think
1: yeah i mean this very podcast is a, is a good example i mean the mp3s you make available for download if i shut down my server they're all gone so back them up baby hey, people back them up you're to lose them <laughs>
0: Uh, and that doesn't mean we all all of a sudden want everybody downloading our entire history all over again that would terribly skew our stats for one
1: (laughs) Uh, we don't care about stats stats license statistics or was the politician that was it
0: (laughs) yeah there you go so yeah it's it's a it's an interesting world we live in as always
1: uh yeah and the world is really changing too Uh,
0: i did i did it was so smooth, so <laughs> silky smooth. <laughs> and uh, what Yon is, is referring to here is uh, we've tried very much to stay away mm. from uh, all things pandemic news, really. Um, but it is uh, it is one of those elements that is changing our lives forever. It's so life, it's yeah, it is. It's very difficult to avoid, and you know we're going to try to at least approach it from our own. Uh, pretty unique perspective. Um, <laughs> unique Bald meaning, Roberts people. <laughs> well, unique meaning, uh, thoroughly uninformed. So, actually, maybe not that unique. Uh, yes, what, what we're what we're talking about here is we we came across independently a couple of different articles that we're you know links will be in the show notes. We're going to merge them as a set of thought, but really the theme, I guess, is that pandemic or global pandemic and our technology are um, in some cases rubbing them rubbing each other up the wrong way um, we've seen a variety of uh, sort of backlashes I guess against you know, zoom for example a, a pop- popular um, video conferencing tech that uh, you know all of a sudden becomes uh, in sort of very short, uh, very short timeline the, the, the go-to technology for anybody using video conferencing and you could say it's been on the rise and rise for quite some time but this sudden focus that all of you know everyone is now doing things remotely very few people are doing things face to face and all of a sudden the the popular things then get lots and lots of eyes on them and mm-hmm. surprise surprise it's not perfect who'd have thought it Closed-source software, not perfect.
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, Open-source software is also <laughs> not perfect, so let, let's just not be too uh, extremist here. But I do think, and we, we discussed it a little bit beforehand, as you said, that if uh, the, the, a thing like Zoom had been open-source, they might have at least have had some more eyes looking into it, because... At the beginning, I was, uh, I guess, a bit of an apologetic uh, position uh, regarding Zoom. Yeah, they're getting more popular, so things will get found out. It's just the way it goes. But I think they're better now. But at the beginning, they didn't really treat it uh, very well. They didn't really go with it very well because they they weren't blandly lying or but they weren't really ag- agreeing or, yeah, going, uh, look, I don't know. Uh, it was a bit, it could have been better. It was, could a, been bit, handled it better.
0: was a bit of a. PR cock up i think is essentially uh, the, the the short summary but i do feel that they you know they are, they are attempting to turn things around they are attempting to stay more transparent with how they're changing things with you know mm-hmm. their admittedly probably biased view of uh, the impacts of certain elements that have been brought to light and how they're changing them if they're changing them uh, so I, I think it's you know that that's just it is just the way things are as something becomes more and more popular more and more people will look to try and break it down
1: yeah but i think the real message here isn't that the technology isn't perfect i mean yeah it isn't perfect there are things there but people should stop believing things are perfect and when they start using something new which you don't know about Read a little bit about it, look it up, try it out, test things. Because don't forget that the whole mess Zoom is in now was started by some not maybe not very well known British person uh, tweeting a picture of a cabinet uh, ministry meeting on Zoom with the URL with the uh, meeting ID in plain view.
0: Yeah, and let's let's be let's be clear on this like, none of this stuff is is new, it's not like just as the pandemic was happening all of this like weird potentially shady thoroughly broken stuff was introduced this is stuff that had been in zoom for quite some time
1: yeah it's just and and some of the stuff uh, i mean there was something with um, a facebook connection that they were they were using a plugin. i don't know they could have been a bit more careful about but who'd have expected i mean if i type my password when i'm streaming on a youtube channel and everybody can see my password and my login uh, information, do I blame YouTube that my account got hacked? Yeah, indeed. There's at least a shared uh, responsibility of taking care of this technology. And when you said that uh, the the, the thing behind this is that uh, pandemics and big tech don't really rub each other the the right way, perhaps. Uh, For me, it's more that much more people are now getting in touch with this new technologies, at least new technologies for them, and it's new for them. They don't know how to use this. And as a technology world, perhaps we're not doing a good job at making sure our stuff is user-friendly for people that are not in the known, for people that are not doing this. I mean, you and I, we've, I go back to Janu- uh, to December last year. We did a whole series of podcasts on working from home. Dave mm-hmm. and I have been doing that for ages. So things like Teams, Skype, uh, Zoom, uh, whereby, whatever. There are bunches out there. We, we, we kind of know what we're doing most of the time. <laughs> and we kind of intuitively, I guess, make sure that, I mean, whenever I stream something and I put up a browser, I'll make sure there's no bookmark showing. Yeah, Because you never know who's going to see that. That's just automat- automatic things. And I forget from time to time too, even though I consider myself as fairly intelligent or not stupid person. <laughs> but for people that are now just the older people are being told, use Skype, use Team, use Zoom to have contact with your grandchildren. As a technology industry... We've done a pretty shitty job at preparing our tools to be used by those that class and class is a bad word. That that um, that category. category of people, thank you. Just just beat you to that one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, how do you solve this? I don't think you will. It's gonna be something that has to be lived through, have to be savored, experienced, learned from, hopefully. Yep, and come out the uh, other
0: side. Hopefully, okay. a little bit, a little bit wiser.
1: Because don't forget that all the things that are very secure and well thought out today are most likely the result of some big scandal, <laughs> like ten <laughs> years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. Probably overgeneralizing, but I wouldn't be surprised there. <sighs> yeah. So you know,
0: continuing our. Uh, our sort of uh, thread, I guess, of um, COVID-19-related uh, topics. This is a blog post that came out, or an announcement that came out from O'Reilly a good few weeks ago now. We just uh, haven't been able to, to shoehorn it into our jam-packed, bumper-full uh, agenda of exciting news. Um, but it now is the time where it makes sense to, uh, to introduce to uh, introduce it as a topic, I think, given everything else we've talked about so far, and that is that O'Reilly, um, the both publisher and events organizer, are no longer uh, going to be offering any form of um, face-to-face events. They have actually announced yes, you know, yeah, you know, some weeks ago now that they are closing down their um, physical events business so you know people uh, in this particular space I'm sure are very familiar with uh, uh, with the O'Reilly um, Strata event mm-hmm. and uh, that is uh, is no more with sort of it, it's it's a quite a an interesting change and we'll we'll link the uh, the article itself into the show notes as always but the the idea here is that it, this isn't just a uh, a knee-jerk reaction, or at least the the sentiment here is that this is not just a, a knee-jerk reaction. Um, it almost sounds like it's it's something they'd been thinking about for some time, but all things uh, global pandemic have been the catalyst to, to make them you know take this uh, take this you know take this direction.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, a for me, one of the most obvious changes of uh, normal life. I mean, a lot of uh, events have been cancelled. I mean, I was really looking forward to KubeCon, which would have been around this time, I guess. Mm. But that uh, all of the stuff got cancelled. And uh, I, O'Reilly, the guys, kind of went it one step further and just decided, oh, this whole in-person thing, let's chunk it. They are continuing at Strata. It's going to be live uh, streamed uh, online things. We'll mm-hmm. see how that will get shaped and formed. But um, on the one hand, I'm actually kind of happy with this evolvem- evol- evolution because um, getting on a plane for nine hours to the U.S. to attend the conference for four days and flying back again uh, its not the, the the most happy time I spend in my life. Being mm-hmm. thing, Doing things over the internet, being able to be more in control, uh, will definitely have advantages. We'll also have disadvantages, of course. I mean, the whole idea of uh, going onto the golf course to to sign those multi-billion dollar deals, that's <laughs> less happening these days. But I'm pretty sure that these events were used at least to form relationships, trust relationships. And when, when you are talking about significant uh, amounts of money or effort to be spent on accepting a certain technology, project, whatever... Being able to look the guy in the eyes and shake a hand and things like that, yeah, that that is part of of, of, of how this works. Yeah. And yeah, with the whole COVID nineteen social distancing, it's gonna change the world. And apparently, uh, O'Reilly is uh, yeah taking a, a firm stance already to embrace the newness. Indeed, indeed, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, where am I gonna get all my laptop stickers now? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, there's there's, there's going to be a lot of changes. I think you'll end up just uh, you'll just download a, a pre-built skin for your laptop that has all of the uh, all of the stickers that you want applied in the oh-so-cool-and-random order that you want, and you just apply it as one big skin. There we go.
1: That's that's the oh, future. So that means that the new MacBook Pro will have a LCD screen on the inside and one on the outside of the clamshell, so you can actually project on the outside. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, Maybe. I get dibs on this. I got a patent here. I got a patent going. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. No. But yeah, you did want to, we to talk about this one earlier, but because we didn't really want to get into the whole pandemic thing, it kind of... St- kept slipping, and I, I do think it's important to just, just notice that uh, yeah, things are really changing. Indeed. Well, so I yeah. think that's it from me. Yep, I think that's enough. Uh, pandemic, uh, antiviral, whatever things. Uh, if you want to have more fun, go on Twitter and follow some good people, and you will have a lot of laughs. In this day and age, uh, people, please use your common sense. Don't uh, don't do anything stupid stay safe stay healthy and with that it's all we have for today you can stay healthy without us for another week you can support this podcast you can become a patron contributions help us thank you for that if you're on youtube you can like subscribe notification bell make dave happy again and again and again social distancing is taking its toll on him as well so (laughs) show him the love give him a subscribe you can go to dark We have links there to the Patreon page, to the YouTube site, to all of the other stuff we have going on. On Twitter, you can find us at uh, using the at tag, and you can send your feedback by email to podcast at elephant.org. Until next time, my name is, I guess I'm not dead yet, Jon.
0: And my name is socially distant Dave. There we go. <laughs> it even kind
1: of rhymes. That's how you like it, actually. We look forward (laughs) to talking to you next week about more news in the big tech spheres. See you then.